Hey, what is up, everybody, and welcome to the Van Patten Podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'll be hosting. Now, today, I have the opportunity to sit down with Alan from the Rutstruck crew, and we talk about the finale of the Finding Gold series that they have on YouTube. So we mention it quite a bit in this podcast, but I want to be the first to say, please go and check out their YouTube channel. It is Rutstruck on YouTube. They're doing some giveaways with a bunch of really awesome brands, um, some that we mentioned in this podcast. Um, so please go over and give them a follow. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I want to give a few minutes to the people who keep our lights on. Number one, go over and check out our own stuff, Van Patten stuff, at vanpattenoutdoors.com. We're selling hats, t-shirts, sweaters, stickers. If you guys have listened to this podcast before, you know that we are selling all different types of merch for girls and guys. Um, we've just got these leather patch hats a few weeks ago. We're selling out of those quick, um, but we have a few of them left. We are also offering some red strut gear on there, as well as some EO Boys stuff. So a lot of Eastern Oregon um, brands kind of put into one spot all for you guys um so go over and check us out vanpattenoutdoors.com um we've got a new shirt of the month deal going on we'll be giving one of those away here soon um which leads us into my second sponsor um one of the biggest sponsors we have for this podcast some some truly awesome guys um genuine hardcore elk hunters who happen to own one of the coolest businesses that i've ever been a part of of course, we are talking about HydroDip. Um, so since 2007, I believe, Scott and Todd have redefined what quality camouflage or what decoration for that matter really is. We had the opportunity to sit down with those guys last night for a video that we'll be coming out with here shortly. Um, and they were grateful en or gracious enough to give us a couple dip kits. Um, so we talked about that a little bit in the podcast as well. So you'll be hearing a lot about that coming up. But please go give these guys some love on social media. Um, check their website out. Um, they have made their own dip kits. So if you want to do this, your own decoration, you'll be able to do it at your house, basically mailed straight to you, straight to your door. So they have two different websites. Um, one of them is hydro-dip.com, and the other one is hydrodip.com. Now, if you type in, I want to make this very known, just so it's 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 even, it's clear. Um, if you type in hydro dip at on Google, the first link that will pop up will be mydipkit.com. That is not hydro dip. That is not our sponsor. There's quite a few differences, and I don't want to offend any of the My Dip Kit boys, but um, Hydro Dip, in my opinion, is the quality, most foremost dip kits that are in the market right now. In the podcast that we will publish here soon with the Hydro Dip guys, they will go in very fine detail and let you guys know how much better or what the quality difference is but um please go and check out hydrodip.com for their dip kits quality paint quality primer quality film good instructions and an even better service to back it so thank you to the hydrodip boys again um, our next sponsor is peak sherpa now peak sherpa is a um, P&W based out of Seattle, comp uh, a, a company based out of Seattle that makes some of the most delicious little snacks that I've ever put my grubby little mitts on. Um, they are made with a bunch of healthy and nutritious things. If you're interested in checking out a locally based delicious snack company, go over and check out Peak Sherpa on their website. And if you want to save a little bit of money on that, um, type in Van Patten at checkout and you will save 15%. So thanks to those boys. And our last sponsor is, uh, and definitely not least for any, by any means, is, um, is Elkhorn Grills. Um, they are selling some Green Mountain grills, uh, some of the best wood pellet grills on the market, if you ask me. And they're also a catering service. So if you want to get some of that delicious um, meat in your mouth, uh, 
that is cooked by Wade. Um, go over and hit him up at elkhorngrills.com. So that kind of keeps our lights on. I appreciate you guys for staying with me through the sponsorship spot. Um, to kind of explain a little bit about what this episode of the podcast is going to be. Like I said earlier, it is me and Alan from the Rut Shrut Crew kind of talking a little bit about shed hunting. Um, some of the stories that they had from the Finding Gold um, um, series that they had this this year. And uh, a little bit about tags. Uh, we got off on some tangents. But um, I think it's a really great episode. So we appreciate you guys for tuning in. And uh Stay tuned for a couple more giveaways if you guys want to get some free stuff from us. So thank you guys again, and uh, let's go. So what's up, man? I'm uh, here, like I said, I'm here with uh, Mr. Shankle from the Red Strut Crew. How you doing, man? What's up, buddy? How are you? Very good. I'm. I can't. I can't lie to you. It's a little crisp here this morning. It is. I'm ready for some turkey season. I know we're supposed to be, I'm already going off on a tangent. We're supposed to be talking about some sheds and stuff today, okay. but man, this crisp mornings makes me think of bear hunting, morale picking, a little bit of turkey hunting. I'm kind of wondering why we're even still sitting here. Man, we should we should have been doing this wall morale hunting. You found some morales I did. Uh, a couple days ago? Wednesday, yep. Quite a bit, in. the most I've seen out of anybody yeah, of I, yet locally. Yeah, I have a couple good spots today. I, I obsess with these things, though. Like, how many did you find? Uh, like it was about a, half a bag, of, like half a grocery bag full. But shoot. right now, like, so people have been picking morales in other places, at lower elevation, of course, mm-hmm. and you know, but nowhere. I haven't really seen anybody in Baker County. Uh, I mean, Baker around it's locally, at least, being posted on any social media that they found a bunch. So like when I found these, I was like, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> someone's got to be the first right yeah uh but you know what let's take this step back you've been on the podcast i don't know a couple times multiple times this might be the fourth yeah Yeah. um but let's take a step back i want you to introduce yourself kind of give just for the new uh new listeners we're growing every single day so the people who haven't tuned into our old podcast which please go back listen we have a dedicated rut struggle and we just dropped the bear camp um one but for our new listeners kind of um you know give us a little backstory who are you man all right so my name is alan shankle i am part of the rutstruck crew kind of the founder of this um there's five of us that is in this crew and uh, what we do is just we hunt fish uh shed hunt like we said pick morales bear hunt all that stuff everything and that what we do is uh I mean, we have a YouTube channel, and we basically are just uploading everything we go do. I mean, it's not a, about my life, but it's everything I go do in my, you know, spare time, which is, like, hit the mountains every day if I can. So, um, but, yep, I'm from small town, eastern Oregon over here, and uh, Baker City, and, yeah, that's pretty much... Uh, well, and we talk about segues here. I mean, I think this is a golden, golden tooth uh, uh, segue. But you talk about your YouTube series or putting everything on YouTube. You guys have been doing this for a, a couple years now, right? Or a year ish. Um, Last well, season. I mean, we we really didn't get into putting in uh, videos really on YouTube. And I mean, I've had some videos on there from before, but we weren't really like going hard. Yeah, in we weren't really right. like. Just throwing up every once in a while, you know. Gotcha. So, the 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 point of this podcast, maybe the reason that you clicked on this title, is because we're talking about the Finding Gold series specifically. And we talked about it a little bit um, when we did the, uh, I believe it's number three podcast with the Red Strap when we sat down with most of the guys. But if you didn't tune into that, kind of give people a a brief overview of what this finding gold series is okay so what the finding gold series is is shed hunting basically uh we are out there finding the brown gold white gold whatever you want to call it but the reason why we named it finding gold in the first place was uh it all started when we all sat down we do a yearly meeting with the crew just kind of figure out our future plans and what we're going to do and whatnot and you know we've been like last year we filmed all of our archery elk hunt and all that stuff and you know all of us we all we all got a little bit of practice with the camera but not a ton mm-hmm. and you know like 
I mean, we, we've been hunting together for a really long time, but we, the whole camera concept, none of us are good at it. It's such you know? a challenge. It is very, and trying to self-teach yourself is, is really difficult. Right. So what we did was, uh, I mean, after seeing all these day by day series, you know, of, you know, land of the free project born and raised and all that, uh, it kind of made me think, you know, the only way we're going to get better at filming is if we force ourselves to put out video after video and we didn't do a day by day series, but I tried to at least do a week by week to at least throw, you know, throw a, throw a video up. And, uh, so, you know, what, what I said was to the guys was let's, uh, let's do a week by week series. It will make us all get better with the camera and uh, all the sheds we find at the end of the year, let's, let's end up selling all these and let's buy ourselves some new cameras you know all the stuff our quality will go up and you know what maybe it the next you know the next video we put up could be gold you know could be the ticket for us you know and that that's kind of where it, like steam from or stem from is like i basically we're just out finding gold you know right. we're, we're brown gold. anyway there's a million different ways to think about this so well it's crazy i mean there's a lot of segues we can go down there first of all let's talk about how much are these things even worth i mean finding gold what are the prices i know you've been kind uh, of looking around yeah so i've actually talked to like four different buyers recently uh just to kind of see what the prices are and i know this year uh the, it kind of crashed a little bit oh really why price. do you think uh, some do with China. Because uh, they, they used know, a honestly, lot of it for like aphrodisiacs, right? They grind it up and use it for aphrodisiacs yeah, in yeah. Asian countries. Yeah, and they also do, I mean, they, they do home decor with it right. and they do dog toys with it. And if you've ever gone to PetSmart or any of your local places and find an elk antler, just one six inch little tine, it's $14.99, you know, for just that oh. little piece. So they make a lot of money oh. doing this stuff. So, uh, I mean, for us, uh, when I talked to these buyers, what they were doing is it, right now the highest I found was fourteen dollars a pound for a brown elk antler, uh, eleven dollars a pound for a hard white elk antler, and for a chalk was like uh, two bucks. And then uh, one of them said that if you just find junk like a broken horn or something, they'd give you a buck for it. So those prices are pretty uh, pretty good right now, actually. I so mean, you're sitting on a bit of a cash crop then? Yeah, I got I got quite a bit. So <laughs> Well, it makes, us, makes me go down to kind of the segue number two of like, well, first of all, you know, watching, you, you were saying a big part of the Finding Gold series was just practicing, editing, filming, yep. being on camera. Yep. And if you've kind of followed along, I've noticed just from afar, like you can see the editing uh, oh, God. getting yeah. better throughout. Like I, I was able to see a little bit of a, a sneak peek on the finale, which is dropping today, right? Yep. It will be dropping to, well, is by, I don't know. Are you going to publish this today? Mm -hmm. Okay. So it will be dropping today at 5 PM. So hopefully my brother's on top of this and he gets this out, <laughs> but I told him no matter what, by 5 PM, uh, we're going to schedule it for 5 PM. So, uh, yeah, if you guys haven't seen any of the series yet either, Kind of go back and do some brief overlooks, uh, just kind of what we're doing. And it, it's crazy just seeing our progression and how yeah. you know, our editing. And right now, it's... I mean, yeah, dude, that song gets stuck in my head so dude, quick. I dude, get dude, I, dude. Yeah. I love that song. God, I, uh, that is a good song. Yeah. I, I should make that the intro to this this specific episode. That's just such a cool song. Yeah, what, uh, just the Finding Gold song? Uh, yeah, yeah, I love the I right. love that. The little like whistle or whatever it is. Yeah, do, do, do. yeah oh, it's nice. catchy. I actually get Instagram uh, stories tagging me in it all the time. Everybody's always like, oh, "It was so, yeah, such a good idea though." Like you immediately hear that, and before the rut struck symbol even pops up, you know it's like, "Oh, this is about to be a rut struck video right now." Just because oh, yeah. the song is super, and it's catchy, man. Like I said, I, I watch one of your guys' videos and I'm like humming it all day long, like out there like oh let's go shed hunt man i want to listen to this song See, and that's, that's another thing that's another angle you know uh a lot of people a lot of people aren't really interested in shed hunting and you know what like i started shed hunting at a pretty early age yeah and i've been addicted to it for a long time and it you're out there you'll have days where you don't find anything at all especially early season and the next thing you come into this draw way away from a road somewhere you're just you don't, you know, when you least think you're going to get in anything, right. the next thing you know, you walk into 12 different sheds, and it's <laughs> like, do you you want to run to every one of them, to take right. a run, you know, and I just want everyone to kind of feel, I mean, I, I do, I want every, I want people to go experience that, it's, it's so much fun, it's, it's 
It's yeah. I, it's weird still to this day how giddy I can get over finding a shed antler, especially in the woods. early season. Even oh if it's my. a little forked horn. Man, <laughs> it's cr- it's like finding a morale. You know, you like see oh, yeah. them and the whole day changes. Yeah, oh, your whole like, oh, here we go, boys. Yeah. No, so I mean, like, and I, like I was saying, I was able to see a little sneak peek of the uh, finale, um, which we were saying it's going to drop today. And the, the the editing difference between episode one to episode eight, like, you can see it, man. You know what I mean? And, like, uh, what we talked about while we were driving up to Bear Camp is, like, can you imagine what that's going to look like five years from now? Oh, I know. Because it's, ne- it's never going to stop. The no. We're going to keep, yeah, and just because this finale of Fighting Gold's ending, I mean, we have, I, have, I have future plans, I mean, here soon. Yeah, we'll get into um, some but, of yeah. the future uh, YouTube hunting plans here. Um, a little later in the podcast, but uh, one thing that I wanted to kind of talk to you about because this will this will kind of be accompanied to the uh, I probably won't drop it until after five o'clock just so there's no spoiler alerts. Okay. Um, but we were talking a little bit of, before you guys did this big trip um, for your finale because the finale is kind of a, a, a one big giant. Sh- yeah, we trip. actually bivvied in. We bivvied in for a night. Actually, so, t- so l- yeah, go back to the beginning. Let's lay it out for me, man, because this is a pretty crazy, this so, is pretty hardcore shed hunting for most guys. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I figured it was a, it was going to be a fantastic way to end the season. You know, yeah, the season was coming yeah. right around the corner. I said, let's just make this big. Let's. I took a day off of work for this. You know, <laughs> I, yeah, like, let's get it. So, what we did was. The weekend before the finale hit, uh, actually episode seven, um, which you guys have seen already, we went into the spot, and I have probably within the last three or four years been wanting to go in there, but for some reason it's just never, never happened. Mm-hmm. And I always am looking on my Onyx hunt map, and I'm like, you know what? Let's go just check it out. Like we have to check it out. It's perfect elevation. It's got to happen. I mean, there's got to be sheds in there, you know. And so we're like, all right, we're going Saturday. So as you guys seen in episode seven, we walk in, it's pouring rain. It's like, you know, it's not the nicest day. I'm kind of down on, down in the dumps. And uh, my brother ends up picking a pretty big six point uh, last year horn, hard white horn. And kind of got the spirits up again, you know. And that's what this shed hunting does to you. Like, you'll start to feel down and maybe we should just go. And you walk into a horn and you're like, your ambition turns completely around. Yeah. So my brother ends up finding that uh, we're about seven, or we're about six miles in hiking already, and it's only about ten thirty in the morning. We started about seven a.m. and I walk into a pretty big four-point brown buck shed, and things are starting to heat up a little bit. And next thing you know, we're seeing actual bulls up on a bachelor group of bulls up on the mountain. Two of them are shedded. Two of them are still packing. And we're like, all right. There's, you know, there's got to be some good sheds. And we just, we're we need here. to find that elevation. Well, I ended up picking, a, I, we, walked, we actually walked as a group around this ridge line, and uh, I look up on the hill and glass up the biggest horn I've ever, I mean, I've ever picked up in my entire life. Just bullhorn, six-point bullhorn, but it has that characteristic of, like, that fireball. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, on, the, on that sword, it has that, the fireball has the three, like, flame-looking things off the back. Well, this one has one. But it looks a lot like that. The mass is incredible, and I don't know. That after that, after we found that, I uh, walked about another 300 yards up over to the next little drainage, picked up another about 300 class six point shed, and uh, it was on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> it was pouring rain this day. We stayed out for a long time. Well, that's what stemmed from we needed to get in there deeper. This is a lot of private property around this area so you got to be very careful careful where you're going you got it's almost checkerboard you know you, you got to be really careful so uh we went home planned up and said hey all right let's just go in there for a night we'll hike all the way in put a camp up we'll hunt up the rest of that day and then the next day we'll hunt all day and hike out well i ended up i have to work on a sunday and uh, we hiked in friday morning after a graveyard shift i had got home at 7 a.m grabbed my stuff it was packed up we hit the mountain i was I was on the mountain hiking by 8 o'clock, <laughs> and uh, next thing you know, is I'm 30 miles in hiking back out of there in two days, and it was just pretty epic. So, but you you guys will see it in the finale. It's this ground isn't just 
roll these hill, really hills. This Steep is, is and deep, pretty. Huh? Yeah, it's, it's. Well, it makes me think that uh, big that big elk shed that you found. We're actually gonna give. I made some T-shirts up for this moment, and we're gonna be giving a couple of those away. Um, so in this podcast, I will leave a uh, a note in the show notes. Hand busting it out. Look at that beautiful thing. Um, So we're going to, I'm going to give one of these shirts away. So in the show notes below, um, hit the link that will send you to our website. And um, you will be entered to win a free um, shirt of Allen's. There's a couple of these that we're going to give away as well. So uh, be kind of on the tune for, we're going to do one on Instagram um, on the Rutch Strut page. You guys are also doing a giant giveaway. That kind of makes me think of your other Yes. Your huge so, giveaway. So if you guys haven't already, we're going to give you guys a week even after we drop this uh, drop this finale. Uh, we want everyone to get a chance at this. Uh, we just want to thank everybody that's been following along. And even the people that haven't yet and are just now hearing about this, go on, check us out if you will. Hit the subscribe button at the top. You guys will see on our Instagram page we have a giveaway post on there. Uh, we have companies such as uh, Phelps Game Calls, Mountain Ops, Vortex, Backpackers Pantry, uh, of course, some rut strut gear will be given away, and uh, Van Patten Outdoors now, he's going to be doing some stuff for it too. Um, yeah, a lot of I I I have a lot of these companies that you know that they've been so helpful to us, and uh, if you guys would just go, if you guys aren't already, go go give them a like and uh, yeah, yeah help them out a little bit button. too. So for sure, yeah. So uh, anyways, yeah, just go on there, get yourself entered, tag three hunting buddies. Uh, that go as hard as you, and uh, yeah, maybe that's you'll a be winner. Of, that's a lot of gear. Oh man, that's uh, gonna be sweet, man. This is the biggest giveaway we I think we've ever done, and you know our sponsors were totally like, yeah, here, you know they've been watching the series as well, so it's been it's been pretty cool how, how giving they are, and yeah, we just appreciate everybody that's been following along. It's awesome. Yeah, no, absolutely, it's man. Cool feeling the support. Yeah, could, yeah, I, I could, I can understand that. So, like I said, uh, there'll be some shirts available. We're gonna do those ones. Um, super, super limited edition. Um, I think we're, I think I'm gonna sell one of them on the website. One of them. Um, first come, first serve. Yeah, I guess two because we're gonna it. do, we're gonna do one of you and then one of Trevor's big, mule big, big mule deer sheds. I haven't decided how I'm gonna do it, dude. Yeah, that, that set was amazing. But no, they're they're cool shirts. Like I said, we're uh, we'll be coming out with those. We have a bunch of new merchandise coming down the pike as well. Um, but be looking out for those super limited edition um, rut struck collab shirts. Those are those are sweet. Yeah. I might make myself one up. Just actually, so I have. honestly, I felt I feel kind of like you know I was gonna I'm giving one of these away in the giveaway as well. Uh, that elk actually are we gonna do one. Trevor's one one and Trevor, one of you, for sure. Might as away. well. Yeah. Keep it um, 50-50. I, yeah, I didn't really want to get mine away, though. <laughs> you know, I, I just kind of want to hang it up on the wall because it's, it's it's pretty cool, guys. Yeah, that that is a, that's a super that's a super cool shed, man. That that was that's a cool thing to be able to put on a T-shirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm, I'm super jacked for, I mean, you guys are almost up 10K followers on, on uh, Instagram, gaining a following on YouTube as well, so... You know, of course, this isn't a huge. This isn't meant to be a huge promotion, but go over like he just said and smash the s- subscribe button on yeah, their please, YouTube. Please. Um, and speaking of YouTube, this is a good PSA for us. We are um, in collaboration with the Rutch Strep crew and Hydrodip. We'll be coming out with a daily video. Well, I don't want to call it daily, but we'll be coming out with a video series. The first series that we're going to come out with, me and Alan are going to be dipping our pistols. Now, Scott from Hydrodip has been gracious enough to hook us up with a couple dip kits. Um, and so we're going to kind of show you guys, um, bring you along in our experience the first time we've ever used a dip kit. Um, from there, we will get, from that series, we'll start doing weekly videos that are much more broken down step by step. Um, so that any questions that you have for HydroDip, the dip kits um, are a little bit better answered with video format. So be on the lookout for that stuff on our YouTube. Um, but of course, be looking at the Red Strap gear. Yeah, course. and if you've never even heard of what hydro dipping is, uh, what it? I mean, you explain it. You know. Yeah. Better. Okay. So we'll. And I've said this for a while. Of course. Uh, 
busy guys are hard to get on the podcast so we will get these boys on the podcast here as soon as i possibly can but basically the down and dirty of what hydro dipping is first we have to start with hydro dipping is a company's name similar to kleenex or chapstick um, and it's become an industry term um, of what what this process is called technically it's called hydrographics water transfer printing now as you can imagine that's a mouthful so uh, it has been referred to as hydro dip basically what this process is like i said you'll be able to kind of see this in video format here coming very soon but basically what this is is we're going to put a piece of film down that has polyvinyl acetate on it in a certain temperature of water we let that sit typically for 60 to 65 seconds to let the polyvinyl acetate and the film and the ink hydrate we then spray activator which is a chemical that will allow everything to break down um, so that this film which kind of is almost the the consistency of like paper before we put it on the water once you spray that activator it becomes very um, playable and you can you can dip your hand in it and it will follow your hand in some aspects so after we've sprayed that activator on there we wait a certain time because you have to wait for the inks to break down just to the perfect spot you don't want it to be too much or else the dip will look faded and bad but you don't want to wait uh you don't want to go in there too short um because the same things will happen so there's kind of a a goldilocks of time in there so once we have uh hydrated we've activated the film is in a perfect uh zone we'll then dip whatever that substrate is usually we're talking about guns atv parts you know cool stuff like that um, which one, because we've put paint on there, that, uh, film was basically going to, I'll, I'll, use the term and it's going to tattoo onto that, that paint. Um, once it's tattooed on there, we wash off the access film, um, and we put a clear coat on there to protect that graphic. Um, we let it gas off and cure, which we talked about a little bit last night. And, um, once it's cured, then you have this fully custom protected gun so in down and dirty that sounds kind of complicated it is a bit of a complicated system um but me and alan and scott at hydro dip are working very diligently to make this an easier process and a more understandable process so hopefully this video series can kind of uh do a little bit of justice to uncomplicate the the, the program yeah, and if you guys are sitting here listening to everything he just said and he was saying weird words that you don't understand, I'm there with you. So you just pay attention to the YouTube channel, uh, Van Patton's YouTube channel, and uh, you guys will be seeing this step-by-step uh, -step where you can actually see what we're actually talking about. So uh, I'm a beginner at this too. I've never done this. So I'm sitting here listening to him talk all this science, scientific words and all this stuff I have no idea about. And... Uh, you're going to get to see it with your own eyes, so that's, that's it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and, you know, shout-outs to the Springer boys over at Hydro Dip. Couldn't yes. be more grateful uh, to have those guys as sponsors. Let us go into the shop last night, um, pester them for a while, and uh, have them hook us up with a few dip kits. So um, go over, smash the follow button for those guys as well. We, we've been kind of helping them on their Instagram. We did a Van Patten takeover uh, last week. So go over, just so I can kind of show you guys what a daily uh, thing is for Hydro Dip. But go over, follow them. Um, super good, genuine guys. And I think that the, uh, the dipping world is going to blow up once everybody finds out how cool this process really is. Um, I know that we're doing our gun or our pistols here soon. I have plans to do my bows, my shotguns, um, my binoculars. And then, you know, and that's kind of the lane that most people do stuff. They, they dip those stuffs. But I also want to do kind of oddball stuff like flasks. And oh, yeah. what we'll be coming out with soon, kind of in a company with Hydro Dip, you'll, you'll see them on the Van Patten website, is we'll be coming out with... Um, stainless steel insulated cups similar to yetis uh w I, I don't want to use yeti brands um but we're going to come out with some custom cups as well and the cool thing about hydro dip is they are the only reseller for cryptech so if you guys are into the cryptech films one thing we talked a lot about last night and in the future podcast with them you'll notice that it's 
in this dipping world, it's kind of a challenge to get the camo that you want because certain camo companies have, for lack of a better term, locked this camo down. So, for instance, Sitka Film or Sitka Camo is really hard to get on your stuff because they've locked it down. It's a licensure program. Um, Cryptek has kind of went the other way with that in that the, I believe they have like 14 different camos and only one of them is locked down. Um, so you can get Highlander or um, Raid or Typhon. The only one that you can't is an Altitude. That's licensed. So it is a bit of a challenge to get the camo. You know, if you're a Sitka guy, that's going to be a challenge. If you're a First Light guy, that's going to be a challenge. But uh, QU's open. Um, I guess the point of what I'm saying is I think uh, Scott was saying that they have over 400 films to choose from. And it's not all camouflage, too. One thing that is hard for me to realize uh, because I love my camouflage so much is they also have uh, carbon fiber. They have wood grain. They have uh, sticker bombs. They call it a designer film. Um, So if you're not into that... uh, camouflaged look then you know there's there's a million different um, options so you can go over to hydrodip.com and check out all of their films they've made it somewhat easy to see because most of the time um, the films that you can't get will have a big red banister on them that says licensed program only like the Under Armour Ridge Reaper you can't really dip that on your bow because you have to be a licensed uh, Under Armour guy So um, they've made it kind of easy. If you have any questions, um, you can hit Scott at hydrodip dash, or excuse me, Scott at hydro-dip.com up. He is the dip kit guy, and he'll answer any of your questions that you've got. Um, Like I said, again, we couldn't be more grateful for those guys and what they're doing. That was a big rabbit hole of of, um, hydrodip. We're supposed to be talking about sheds. We're watching more shed hunting than we're talking. Yeah. What is this? Is this rise and grind? Uh, is this uh, is this, this hush? one might be the stuck in the rut for elk sheds right now. Oh yeah, stuck in the rut. Look at that. Yeah. But um, no. no, we're supposed to be talking about some shed hunting because this new episode is dropping. So yeah. would you call this? Is this? Are you done shed hunting? Now the uh, bear season. I mean, obviously, bear hunting and, and shed hunting are. Basically, I'm, yeah, basically I'm all done shed hunting for the year, but uh, the, the last couple trips for bear hunting, we've <laughs> spotted up a few and picked them up, and the next thing you know, you're searching for sheds instead yep. of bears. That happens. Um, I'm actually, once I'm done with this podcast, I'm going to go out for a little bit and see if I can pick up another couple more elk sheds, but I just haven't, I can't get out to the bear woods right now, so yeah. where, I mean, where my tag is, so I'm going to head out there tomorrow, but I figure I'll waste some time today and do a little shed hunting, but... For the most part, yeah. I'm done shed hunting for the year. Snakes are out, and I don't like to take my dog. Rattlesnakes are out, and I don't like to take my dogs out there. Ticks are out, too. I found 19 ticks on me this year, dude. I have had one. I found one at work crawling on the bill of my hat, man. I'm lucky, man. I haven't had one actually, like, connect to me. They've just been crawling around. Yep. 19 of them. That's insane. 19, dude. That is insane. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, this year for our sheds... Uh, I'd say combined sheds that we picked this year, we probably over about 250 sheds between the groups. Not bad. When are you going to, I mean, so we've got, to break down the next couple months, we've got a little bit of bear season, a little bit of turkey season left. Then it kind of gets into archery shoot season, scouting season. Then we're into big game. We're uh, uh, deer hunting, elk hunting. Yeah. So you're almost into you're gonna wait until next spring then to like go hard in the paint for it, huh? Because I mean, we'll talk well, about future plans here in a sec. But as far as like shed hunting goes, shed hunt. Uh, there's usually actually once you get done with archery season and I'm helping people during rifle season, there's no snow on the ground. Come no beginning of November or something, I have nothing going. So I usually go try to make a couple trips out, and then, plus the snakes are gone already. And yeah. I mean, you still pick up some browns, I mean, from this year. Do they you, might be a little discolored, but they're Right. Okay. I mean, what's your opinion? I don't know if you followed the, the Utah shed hunting craze, but in the past few years, they've outlawed, uh, I don't know if outlawing is the correct terminology, but they've made it very difficult. You can't go into the woods at certain times yeah. of year to go shed hunting. Um, what's your opinion? Because I've got an opinion about that. What's yours? Okay, so this is just my opinion, but... Uh, 
I am totally against that. I mean, to a point, yes, on bad winter years, I think, yeah, that should be put in place. But I don't think every single year should be like that. And the reason I say that is because, for instance, this year, ODF&W, which we do not have a shed shed date that we, nothing, you know, right. we don't have nothing here. Uh, well, we should mention that on some wildlife areas, you can't... E- oh, yeah. So you can't go April until... April 15th. Or um, April 11th. Oh, yeah. Okay. Are you sure? I think it's... April. Positive. Okay. Positive. I, I don't go on those anyway. I don't know. It's usually too many <laughs> um, So, but anyway, so this year, we had a snow that hung around for quite a while. Boy, yeah. Um, but beginning of January, there was not really much snow, and our, all of our snow really came towards... Yeah, the middle of February. We got actually quite a bit of snow during the uh, beginning, the middle of February, mm-hmm. and uh, all these elk were coming down and and down in agricultural fields, and they wouldn't leave. Next thing you know, ODF and W is out chasing them around. On they even they posted it, they published it on on a couple of the news sites around here. They're trying to chase them off of four wheelers and all that stuff. You don't, in my opinion, I think that is. I mean, that's. That's way worse than someone walking around looking for a shed. Um, and then I see I see this, you know, in bad winter years, yeah, I totally understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, but a shed hunter, you know, and then you get these states like Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming has the, the date. Utah has the dates. You all, uh, And when they, these dates happen, May 1st normally, I think is when it is normally. Well, they, you should see the line. Uh, I've seen, I watched the videos with Corey Jacobson and Tyler Crocodile made the trip down there. Uh, to Jackson Hole and did this, and there's hundreds and hundreds of cars heading for the mountain on May 1st. They got up on top of the mountain, and there was a line from all the way in town, and you're telling me that that that, that is better than, that is better having hundreds of people in the woods pushing these elk right. around and during that one day, or actually from that day on. Right. It's like for those elk season. Shows. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> no, like, yeah. Um, and you know what? Jackson Hole had... Jackson Hole had a bunch of uh, snow still on the ground at this time right. as well. So, I, I mean, I'm, I kind of, I, I understand it. I would like, I want the strong elk herds. I want all of that. And usually, where I'm hunting anyway, you're not hunting in the snow. These elk, where I'm at, these elk are, you know, locally where I'm hunting and shed hunting and whatnot. These elk are healthy. They look good. Where I shed hunted in February, the grass was standing up in the lower areas where I was hunting already and. I've talked to people about this that, you know, they have a different opinion than I do about it, but, and you have a right to your own opinion. I, that's just what I think. I think that I, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see the yeah. pressure and I'm not chasing. I mean, I've never seen somebody chase them. I'm sure it happens, but especially on motorcycles and stuff like that, people try to chase them so their horns fall off, but that's wrong. That's you know? right. That, that's, and you don't yeah. get that with everybody. No. I mean, I'm generally against a blanket regulation like this. In this case, I am against it as well because it. Unfortunately, we're in this point where we're starting to have to use regulation for. I don't want to call it common sense, but that's like just being a good outdoorsman. Yep. So not stress those like animals out. You should know that already. Absolutely. It's the same thing of, um, like a keep them wet law. And when we talk about oh, yeah, fishing, it, you know, like uh, we shouldn't have to have regulations to make sure that we're catching and releasing fish a healthy way. It should be taught to you. Right. I mean, and this is the disconnect of the sportsmen that we have. Unfortunately, it takes just a few bad apples, a few bad eggs to ruin this whole thing for us because, yeah, now we're in a, a, a blanket regulation in Utah where you can't shed hunt because three or four guys are going to go out there and – and, and and they would have they would have been that bad apple whether they are sportsmen whether they were riding a motorcycle whether they were driving a car whether yeah. what, oh, in yeah. any in any part of their life they're going to be this way and they're just going to ruin it for everybody else i mean yeah, yeah. it's to like to be honest they're probably not even following the may first law anyway they're probably already out there doing their things so, precisely yeah honestly i don't it's it's not going to stop the people that's already doing the things that aren't right you know if, yeah. if i I'm, I'm sitting here hiking early season and and I come up upon a herd of elk or a group of deer, I'm going to let them do their thing, and then I'll move on. I'm not there to yep. push them. And, you know, they, they're they there feeding for a reason to keep themselves, you well, know, fueled yeah. for, for the bad weather. And I, I, I'm it, not going to push that. So. 100%. I mean, it makes me think of, you know, we have a great um, – we're very fortunate to live just a few miles away from a giant wilderness area. And it makes me think of a few years ago we hiked – 
we started hiking early, early in the morning and get in a group of bulls, um, probably like 10, 30, 11, 11 o'clock. And we're in a wilderness area where uh, it's closed. It's it's closed to all motorized access, and we start hearing the thumb of uh, the hum of a four wheeler rolling up in this in this wilderness area. And it just makes me think like there's these type of guys everywhere. These guys that aren't going to follow the shed uh, shed laws are the same guys that are probably going to take their ATV out into the wilderness area. The same guys that probably be poaching too. Exactly yeah. right. You know. So it's I agree with you, man. I agree with you. It's a uh, that's a bummer. I really hope that Oregon doesn't do anything like that. I hope the sportsmen's, sportsmen and women, I guess we can say, can use diligence and not have that kind of stuff happen. Um, because I don't know. I, li- I, I like the ability to just go out there and start shed hunting whenever I want to. Oh, absolutely. You know, and you know, I, I think with my schedule for work and when I get to hit the weekdays and stuff like people are out there, and I enjoy going to shed hunt by myself at it's an escape for me. It's yeah. you know, and and I don't want to have to wait till May first where I have a hundred people all at once, and it's a you are literally running out of your pickup to try to find a shed in the dark. People are headlamps. These elk are sitting in these areas, and you know that oh, people, you know, they're saying that oh, these elk are going to be moving up the mountain and following the snow line. Well, there's residential elk in a lot of these areas as well too. So right. you're telling me that 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 this method's better. It's, and it's less stressful to the animals. Well, if you did it over a period of time, you know you're not you're gonna have that. You might you're not gonna have all those people in the mountains at the same time. You know? Right. Spread and, them out a little yeah, bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know that's that's but the world I, we live in. Yeah. Unfortunately. I, yeah. You just follow the rules. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, eh, it's just the I'm the just, game we've got to play. I'm just thankful for Oregon not doing this yet, and Idaho's Idaho don't have it yet either. Nope. No, nope. so, so and I don't think Washington does. I've never been to Washington to shed hunt. I don't think you want to. I don't. I don't want. I don't to. know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Hey, in the yeah. No. No. No disrespect. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I thought about applying there once, and then did a little research, and it was, you know, because it's interesting. I guess the springtime's always really a busy time for me because, like we said, we're talking about sheds. I'm thinking about sheds, morels, turkeys, bears, but also I think. One thing, if you're listening to this podcast today and you live in Oregon, please, please, please do not forget that you have to have your tags in by May 15th. Yes. Giant, because I almost forgot. Um, and so when, in the spring season, it's also application season. For me. Yes. It's, it's tagging season, trying to figure out what what the heck we're going to do this year. So, you have any big hunts? Yeah, the... Well, yeah, I mean, so, I don't know. we got to wait until June 20th to see if we draw any tags. Um, So, me and my old lady both have three elk points and one deer point. Um, I also got an antelope point, but I'll probably do point savers on antelope this year. I just, you know, it's antelope in Oregon is almost pointless unless you want to travel into the south central. There's a there's a couple I'm not gonna say it out on this but there's a there's a couple archery units yeah and mm-hmm. uh, my brother actually a few years ago he got that tag uh, around here and he uh, harvested a pretty good buck yeah tough though it's a tough so hunt. we're I'm in a weird thing um, you know my old lady still hasn't harvested an elk I believe that's mostly of my fault I've kind of tried to push her pretty hard into uh, backcountry bow hunting trying to have the purest experience. Um, and so in that process in Oregon, when you bow hunt, you can do a point saver system. So those, these past three years, she's just accrued three points. Oh yeah. Now we're kind of at a point this year where it's like, let's get you an elk. Okay. A lot of these cow units, if you look at the percentage of draw odds, they're hundred percent with zero points. Oh, yeah. So I, I, we're in a sticky situation because I don't want to burn three of those points on an easy to get cow tag. Second choice. That's right. That's probably what we'll have to do i was kind of nelly was in that situation and my wife uh i mean we were bouncing back and forth from bull hunts to cow hunts Mm -hmm. for her and uh thankfully her her father my father-in-law owns some property and uh, we get some damage control or not damage control we get a couple landowner tags cow tags and uh it's perfect yeah it's awesome it's actually it's and we do buzzloader 
the the one that I'm really looking for her, and maybe me because of the, my filming obligations. This this year is going to be pretty intense. So usually September, I mean September is always a terrible month. It's the greatest month of the year, but it's always so hard for me because I, I have so much filming obligations and I'm still trying to get my own elk. So oh, yeah. this year I'm almost thinking of. It's so hard for me not to be in the woods with a bow in yeah, in yeah. September, but. I might be able to kind of live vicariously through everybody I'm filming, and then there's a muzzleloader tag that you can get that's pretty local. It's like three months long, oh, yeah. and so yeah. um, I'm thinking. And there's two of them. Yep. That's and so, yeah, and so I'm thinking about maybe me doing the first season and her doing this the second season. That's like four to six months yep. effectively of elk hunting. Yep. And actually, if you get that unit tag like that, uh, and it's cool because when we, if she doesn't draw it, she gets the land on her tag just for the property. Right. And we have a lot of help go through the property as well. But it's so much nicer you have the unit tag and mm-hmm. she can move around. Well, last year, uh, she shot her cow with her muzzleloader. I've never even killed a bull or killed an elk with a muzzleloader. Either have I. Yeah. And she, she did so good. It was, it was picture perfect. Everything was great. It was a big Good cow, dude. I saw the oh, picture. And, and what's crazy to me is that. That muzzleloader bullet went through and through at 50 yards. Well, oh, was, was it a 60 yards? Was it a 50 or a 54 caliber? It was a 50. Really? Yeah. And I've, oh, the load my father-in-law has built up for this gun is unbelievable. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it, it is an accurate gun. Uh, I'm, I'm not exactly sure, but I, my, I think it's a traditions. Uh, I don't. I don't I'm not a muzzleloader. I'm getting but into muzzleloader. I'm really interested in it as well. Um, but the thing is, is with this, uh, actually. It runs a little bit through archery season too. It does. It so, starts in August, I think. So sometimes I'll be archery hunting around the area, and you'll hear a muzzleloader go. Kadish. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah well, there they are. But no, yeah. My wife shot her first, her first uh, cow with a muzzleloader last year, and now this year she's in the dilemma of, well, do I go for a bull now, or do I go for another cow? So we got to make that decision now. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it's it's coming right up. Right up, man. Yeah, so um, big hunts. I'm going to go to Idaho this year. I'm going to apply for Idaho. Got a general season um, raft tag that I'm going to buy today, wolf tag, um, just to be able to kind of go do some out-of-state stuff. We we as a rut shark crew are doing Idaho as well this year, but archery. Uh, we're going to split our Oregon and archery this year, or Oregon and Idaho with archery this year. Um, yeah, only three of us out of the crew are going. Kevin and Trevor and I will be heading over there. We're going to do the whole, uh, I mean, we're not real big into the backcountry and all that stuff because we like, you know, our game is being mobile and get as many opportunities as possible. But I want the Idaho backcountry experience and all of us are, that's going hard. That's going to be cool, man. And yeah, we were prepared for it. We, I mean, this is our game, so. Right. Yeah, 100%, man. So, I don't know. We'll see. Of course, June 20th is the, the big day for for tags. Um, Usually a couple days before, even. Yeah, hopefully. We never no, know. I, with Last year was the first time in a long time that I've waited all the way to the 20th. Well, and I'll be interested to see with the new electronic tagging system. It'll wait. I mean, just kind of like the bear tags did. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Which so. is only a couple days, but it still just tripped my trigger for some reason. Yep. Yep. So... Um, yeah, man. Uh, what do you guys got? I mean, so as far as YouTube plans going, we've got that. We've got the Finding Gold finale that's dropping at 5 p.m. Yep. May 10th on the Rutstruck channel. Um, I just shot a turkey last week. We uh, filmed that as well. Uh, unfortunately, there's a couple things with the video that had bushes in the way and whatnot. And I did the same. I filmed mine. Or actually, I should say Michaela filmed my turkey I killed last weekend. She got some of the best video of sagebrush I've ever seen in my life, but yeah. nothing that mattered. Dude, my nothing wife, that my mattered. wife for me with when I killed my turkey as well. She she did very 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 good at keeping the camera on the turkeys, and it was my fault, but well, kind of my fault. I whispered back, "Are we good? You know, mm-hmm. can we shoot?" She I told her, "You keep those birds in the you know you watch them through the camera, not with your eyes." And yeah. before this even went down, and. Uh, she listened really good, but she didn't. She couldn't hear me or pay attention to me, and I assumed it was good. And I shot, and of course the birds were standing right behind the tree. Yeah, right that's exactly tree. what happened to me too. But uh, yeah. we got two more chances. You know, you get three oh, t- yeah. turkey tags yeah, in Oregon. Uh, and I'm not going too hard for the second one. I'm I'm more focused on my bear now that I got. That was my like after work or yeah, got a little even, bit of meat evening. Go get it. Yeah. You know, 
But uh, yeah, turkey video we might be publishing. I'm gonna do some editing on that and see see how well it turns out. I don't know yet. Um, but then the bear tag I have, our spring bear tag. Hopefully, I get this done here soon. We uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna try to actually do this as more of a movie instead of a you know not really a movie but more of a Short a film. long yeah a, a longer like episode like right. I mean, I'm trying for maybe like a half hour but I'm gonna combine all of our. All of our footage to like bear camp, all mm-hmm. the way to like when I harvest it. If I harvest it, with, when I harvest it, yeah, <laughs> I'm when, say that. when, <laughs> when I harvest it. Uh, but yeah, so that's what our plan is for now. Once this season's over, um, you'll be seeing a lot of game camera. I mean, choke pit, choke cam stuff, uh, vlogging, going to do all that stuff. You'll also see vlogging of like um, the total archery stuff, to go into shoots. You also see uh, the super shoot. Our local shoot here is a blast. We have a bunch of, lo- I mean, all the locals come here. We got a bunch of people out of town. It's actually turned into a giant shoot. So we'll, we'll be doing some vlogging for that. Uh, we'll have a YouTube video on that. Uh, I don't know. We'll have, you'll, we'll have videos up for random things all the way till uh, archery season. Then archery season, we may go quiet for a while. So Yeah, What do, do you guys got any big plans hidden, tucked underneath the, the shirt that we don't know about yet? Uh, well... We are going to be trying to put a film into the full draw film tour for next year. So that's our goal. Mm-hmm. That's our, been our goal from the beginning of this year. Yeah. And uh, that's why really the Finding Gold series, I mean, that's where it stemmed from the very beginning because we want to try to get in one of these film festivals. I've been to the Badlands one. I mean, I would love to try you know, put a, try to put a film in all of these yeah. and uh, see where it goes, what it does, and see what doors it opens. and. See where it takes us. Yeah. So, no, we'll collab a little bit on some of that stuff too. We've been doing, trying to do a full draw entry for a while. It makes me think that there is a full draw if you are local and you're listening to this today when it drops. There is a full draw film tour is going to be in La Grande tomorrow, um, May 11th at seven o'clock. If you guys want to go check that stuff out, Van Patten will be there. Um, we'll probably be giving away some hats and T-shirts as well. Um, Red Truck will probably be there as well. Yeah, Red Truck will be there. Come over, say hi to us. Uh, we don't have an entry in this year, but like like Alan said, um, both companies are trying to get an entry in there. Um, it's we're, it's going to happen. Whatever. Without a shot of yeah, doubt. It may be five years I mean, from now, maybe tomorrow, but we'll I mean, get in there. If we make it past, I mean, the video will be in this next year. It just depends on if, how far it if makes they, it. Right, so. exactly. The deadlines for those are usually in February. Um, so I know that you know, that's a lot of work, yep. September, August. Yep. Sweet, man. So, well, I appreciate you being on, yep. and uh, stay tuned, uh, everybody, for, like we said, uh, I'm going to mention it as many times so nobody can forget. Um, stay tuned to the Rutstruck channel, 5 o'clock today, May 10th, for the finale of uh, Finding Gold. And I just want to thank all you guys for following along with us and uh, watching our progression through this whole season and of our camera our editing and all that stuff so uh once again go check out the giveaway on our instagram page get entered into that um you'll see the three things you need to do on there and uh yeah i just uh, appreciate you guys and we couldn't have done it without all of you so um next year too we might be doing uh finding gold 2.0 or something in that mm-hmm. nature i'm not saying it's gonna be called that but something of that big so. things are coming We'll see. Yeah, yeah big, big things, things are coming. coming. Thank you, everybody who's tuned in. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to Alan again. To everybody out there, tight lines and happy trails.